Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sim Games, Shane Pavlik. Today, we are talking about next generation console prices, Xbox biggest competitors, the closure of a key Sony studio, and of course, a mostly normal question. This is episode 33, and we are recording on Wednesday, February 5th, 2020. I'm joined today by Gabe That's Not Waterfall. Hey! What up? And A.A. Ron, the Maverick, Aaron Woods. Mucho gusto. <laughs> uh, if you want to be a part of this conversation that is always very silly with us, and you have a pressing question that you want to weigh in on as well, either of those you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on twitter if you think tweeting is for the birds and want to reach out to us the old-fashioned way you can send us an email at mngamerspodcast at gmail.com guys how was your weekend what's up rock it crickets out, crickets they didn't they didn't they didn't have <laughs> weekends they, 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 they don't have one at all it was pretty good it was pretty good I got to play some modern Warfare for the wife which is always fun play video games with her Otherwise, just chilling for the most part. Didn't do a whole lot. I did not watch the Super Bowl, which is possibly, I mean, they might come and deport me and take my citizenship away. But <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of things about it, about that halftime show. Real caliente, as they call yeah. it. <laughs> si, I love senor. how Shakira, like, people notice that Shakira wore the same outfit for the halftime show that she did for her character in Zootopia. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I missed that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never seen Zootopia. Oh wait, wait. Oh, it's great. Zootopia great. or Zoolander? No, Z- Zootopia. Zootopia. It's an, Zootopia? An, it's an animated show. Yeah. That's... Well, she she plays like a pop star character in the movie. What? Who is an antelope? Okay. So. How about I? Hey, I, I, I love that movie. So does my daughter. And yeah. I never realized that was Shakira. Yeah, that's Shakira. Right now. Okay, nice. That's pretty sweet. Aaron, you've been playing basketball on Tuesdays, man. How's that going for you? Uh, basketball's going okay. We'll just say the whole team's out of shape, and <laughs> we're working on getting better. But it's fun. Nice. We're having fun. We're out there. We're, we're playing ball. We're, you know, it, it, it's a good time. And it's, it's nice because it's just literally a couple blocks from my house, too. So that's fantastic. Um. My weekend was great. Daughter's in swim lessons now, so I adore that. Taking her to swim lessons and then went to my good buddy Luke's house, uh, who hosts the most fabulous Super Bowl party every year and makes the most fabulous food. It's kind of, we all do it potluck style, so a whole bunch of people come. And one of our good buddies, who is a, I don't not one of the brew masters, but one of the lead brewers at Surly, provided Sweet. a lot of beer for the party. So nice. Uh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. It's always it's always my favorite part of the year, and it was such a good time. The game was itself a little boring until the end, so you didn't miss much game, but it was great. I had a great weekend and loving life. Looking looking forward to the to the week's end to get on to the next good weekend. How about you, nice. there, Shano? Yeah, dude. Speaking of uh, your team being out of shape, so my league uh, soccer league just started back up last night. And it's our second game we've played this year. It's been about a month since uh, I've been on the field. And I felt 
slow as a snail on the field last night. And the ball was just not doing what I wanted it to. And it was very frustrating. But nonetheless, still had a really good time. It was good to be out there and running around kicking it. So I look forward to next week where I will have shaken off some of that rust. Yeah. I'll be uh, executing things like I am okay at the game where I used to be good. (laughs) Um, Cuts, cuts, and everything else gets harder when you get older and you're just, those muscles aren't there anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, I got there late because my daughter wouldn't go to bed last night, and so I had zero time to warm up either. And Oof. usually my touch is pretty spot on still, I just from muscle memory. And a couple balls came to me high, and I just did not bring them down with my chest as I wanted to. And like as it's happening in my head, I'm like, "Stupid motherfucker, shit, bad touch, damn it!" <laughs> uh, it's like, oh well. It's for fun. <laughs> All right, there you uh, go. I uh, went to a friend's Super Bowl party as well over the weekend. Brian and Cindy, my next door neighbors, who are probably the best cooks that I know, and they really should open up a uh, is restaurant that that slash brewery. Yeah, sauces? dude. Yes, it is. Nice. Uh, and he had seven different hot sauces uh, available there. Um, and yeah, it, it was a it was a good time, uh, and you said the yeah. game is slow. I actually liked the game. I thought it was a. I it feel like good. that's how it, it should be, you know, uh, right. close all the way through, and then uh, Chiefs had to come back, you know, in the fourth. It, it was good. I, I enjoyed that. So, yeah. yeah, all in all, things are going well. So, um, why don't I dive yeah, into yeah. what I'm playing here? Yeah, yeah, do that. So, I, I shall, yeah, shall, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're wise, guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I've been playing The Witcher 3 on the go, yeah, I'm about to head into Velen, so I've completed, like, the tutorial section and uh, met up with Yennefer, and I, I just like that game, I, you know, I've never completed it before, and I think because I have the mobility of it now, I'm able, I'm gonna have a chance to play because you know i get like five minutes and i complete a mission and then i'm good to go and i just keep doing that regularly i just started it up and i just got through the tutorial section and i haven't moved beyond that but i'm excited yeah dude yeah no like the story's great are you playing uh gwent i haven't got into the card game well i've never played the card game as a you know because it's like its own independent card game so i've never got involved in that but I, I also haven't gotten involved in it inside of the game itself. But I do plan okay. it because I know everybody has uh, said great things about it. So Yeah, there's a college professor in, what is it, White Orchard, uh, the tutorial portion of the game in the inn that you're able to play. Uh, and that's kind of like your introductory to the game. And there, okay. I don't think there's anybody else in White Orchard that you're able to play. But uh, have you left White Orchard yet, or are you still there? I don't think i have okay (laughs) i literally like i finished what i think is the end of the tutorial and that's it then i had to go do something else oh cool yeah so you haven't even really tapped into white orchard yet so uh yeah go when you're in white orchard make sure you play gwent against the guy that's uh in the inn and then buy as many decoy cards from the woman who runs the inn as you can because those will come in handy at some point so, all right, all right. Um, but beyond that 
on the PS4. I've been playing uh, Modern Warfare a little bit. AJ and I played yesterday with the guys from Austria, so uh, that that was a good time. I man, I just I, I really like Modern Warfare. It is probably <laughs> the best shooter I've ever played. It's Damn just, it, Gabe! I like it too. <laughs> it's so good guys yeah it's really good <laughs> it's it's true and you know we said we're not going to be a call of duty podcast but we talk about it so much but it's just such a damn good game like i the, the you know multiplayer mode is just fucking it's balling uh, I, i'm a huge fan so aaron what, what have you been playing man so i also have been playing modern warfare played that a crap ton i feel like over this past week and i too like i'm addicted to the like the pvp multiplayer i really do want to get more into the co-op multiplayer because i had such a good time the couple times i tried that yeah I'm, I, I'm, too. I'm definitely addicted to the pvp i was to this it's it's great i don't know if i'd say it's my favorite call of duty from a multiplayer perspective i think my heart is still with modern warfare 2 but i will say i'm really enjoying this one However, if, I, if I'm being totally honest, I think part of the reason why I'm really enjoying this Call of Duty is because I literally, prior to it, hadn't even picked up Call of Duty in, like, four years. So it's, I, it's, it's nice. It was, it, I kind of, like, let myself just get away from it, and now I'm back into it, and it, it just it feels like old memories, you know, and it's just kind of nice. As someone who has played Call of Duty, like, for the last eight years every time it comes out you're i mean i think everybody feels that way like not to not to diminish your opinion but whew, man there are some there's some stinkers in that lineup oh <laughs> last, no like, i've heard years. i've heard like that like because I, I well that was part of the reason i fell off intentionally because i had no reason like i didn't want or or even care for or like some of the futuristic techie direction and shit that like yeah, some of them are going with and i just like yeah, i didn't dude. care for that so that I mean I fell off purposefully for a number of reasons. So, but I, I like it. I've been playing one indie game which a- AJ might actually dig. It's called Tinertia. T i n e r t i a. It's pretty cool. It's about the, it's like a platformer slash shooter where your your gun is also like <clears throat> utilized as like a like you blast it against any wall or partition. And it launches you, and it's all it's, it's kind of physics based. So it like depending upon the angle and the speed of what you're going, you get launched so far, so on, so forth. It's kind of a lot of fun. I don't know when I got it or when I bought it, but going back. Are you playing to, that on PS4? Yes, I'm playing it on PS4. Word. It's really cool. And part of the reason I quote unquote discovered it for myself again is I don't know if I got it as a playstation plus title or if i just bought it because it was cheap and it looked cool at some point in the past but you know how the other week we're talking about kind of the slowness of the ps4 and how are there ways to speed it up and frustrations with the auto downloads and this that and the other thing so i i dove into that a little bit more and turns out i've kind of found a solution um oh, shit. it has it has one drawback and I'll tell you that in a second, and it bleeds into how I rediscovered Tenertia. But what you have to do is, in essence, defrag your console, which you can do by shutting down your console all the way, starting it up, 
with one of your controllers connected to the console via via USB and holding down the power on button until you hear a second beep. Then it'll take you into the safe mode. And then from there, you go to the option called rebuild PS4 database. So then that that is the PlayStation's defrag. And it takes a couple hours, but my system has been performing super awesome since then. The only downside is is when it rebuilt everything, and I don't know why, but most of the stuff that I had in folders, all my folders still existed for my cross-media bar, but most of the games just got left in the cross-media bar and didn't get put back into the folders. So it was just happened to be up on my cross-media bar, and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll check this out. I got like half hour. And then I got into it, and then I played it that first day and then a couple days after it. (laughs) So long story short, do the defrag because super help and and now I'm getting all, all my auto downloads are working, so it's it's great. I think it, it, like to do the, nice. the defrag thing, haven't logged on to a game where I haven't had a full update already downloaded. So potential solution. Other game I've been playing. Oh wait, dude, that's a that's a VR game. So what? Inertia is a VR game. No, 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 it's not a VR game. Dude, I'm that? looking right at it on the website. It says PSVR. If it is. I'll be damned. It doesn't say it has an option. Weird. T-I-N-E-R-T-I-A? Yeah, it's like this little robot. Yeah. There's a VR mode for this? Hot yeah. damn. I'll have, to look, I'll have to look into that. Now I'm even more excited to play it. This is pretty cool. Speaking of interesting and cool, the other game I've been playing, Gabe, uh, I downloaded Outer Wilds. Oh, shit. Yes! Yeah. Oh, my God, yes! Okay, let's talk. <laughs> oh, I love so, your enthusiasm, Gabe. <laughs> I I just Somebody got off. The, this game. I just got off the first planet. I like kind of the world building. I like its style of humor, its cartoonish charm. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And to be to be fair, I haven't gotten anywhere in any of these planets as I literally just like I said, I just got off the world. I fucking crashed right away. Because the yep. one thing oh, yeah. I, I read, I read a number of reviews on it, and I know you were very exclamatory with your praises for it. But one thing that I like, I never really caught from anything I read about it, is that it's essentially like Moonlander on steroids. Yes, which I am terrible at Moonlander games. <laughs> I am They're... fucking so bad. <laughs> you so, you will get the hang of it. It does. Okay. You will get better. But it, yeah, it's really tough to find that game. And the physics do not help. Um, they're tight. They're very yeah. tight, but they're, it's, it's very challenging. Very yes. challenging. Yes. Which I did not anticipate at I'm sorry all. that I didn't warn you more about that. No, no, it's, it's okay. I mean, nobody else did either. Thanks a lot, every review site ever. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, and it might just be built into my deficiencies at Moonlander-esque games. But it's, like I said, it's got a lot of charm. It's pretty cool. I'm excited to, like, try to fly to some of these other areas and um, meet the other compatriots out there and and dive into these worlds. Because, like, and I'm really intrigued by kind of the the former ancient species and societies because like yeah. after you go through the tutorial phase right that statue like in a flash replays everything you did in the game right in front of you 
And I yep. was like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. And I wonder, like, I'm really curious to find out how in the future of me playing this game, they will, that that will come back into consequence. So I'm, I'm interested. In, I'm interested. And in, I'm interested to keep exploring the outer wilds. It's nice. I mean, it's just delightful. I can't give this game enough praise. I will say the ship is hard to fly, and it does take a while to get used to that. Especially, like, you're going to be doing some really tricky maneuvers. And with the nature of the physics in the game and how they really tried to make consistent and accurate astrophysics, there's going to be some really... You're going to have a really tough time sometimes. (laughs) Because there's things that will suck you into them, or there are planets that will pull you one way when another planet's you pull, pulling you another way. Right, or you and might those just like, get, like sucked into the sun. are going to come into play at some point, I know that. Yeah, and those, I mean, those are a lot of fun, and that, your jetpack co- uh, controls the same way that your ship does. Yep. Um, I know, yeah, because you, you said you're, yep. you did the tutorial in the zero gravity section. Yep. Uh, which is, can be challenging, especially when it comes into those gravity gems. But there's so many different ways, and they do such a good job of of teaching you things and interweaving those things in a way that makes you feel like you're accomplishing things as you're going through the game. Gotcha. So, so it's there kind of are like organic as it's it's learning, but organic learning. In a yeah. Sense. It's, it's yeah. not. There's not a lot of heavy exposition. They're not like here. We're gonna teach you this now. Well. I can think of one puzzle where there is, okay. where they just kind of like give you something and then say, hey, you know, if it has to do with like quantum, quantum objects. Oh and my it, God. It, you'll be fine. Don't worry. It, it's, they, they explain it super easily. I don't know anything about it. And they, I got to that part and I was like, quantum, that's a, that's a scary word. <laughs> and then I got in there and they're like, oh, okay. That's all this means to this game. So it's fine. Right. Um, cool. So yeah, it's super super fun. I don't want to spoil it. No, because it is don't. it is it's, a it is a puzzle, and it, it's interesting. And it's great once you figure it out. Well, everybody raved about it, and I always love space exploration games, and physics space games are fun. I just need to get better at and more patient. My my I have to find my inner peaceful astronaut and make my movements much more slowly and deliberately. And once I learn to master that, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, like the first, the You're first good, ten kid. or fifteen times I died, like it was, it was brutal. Right. <laughs> Crashing into planets, flying into the sun, <laughs> falling out right. of my spaceship, and forgetting to put my suit on, and then just like choking in the vast vacuum oh, of space. <laughs> that sounds so intense. Crazy. Game, is is that game though. on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. Yeah. It is? So. Game Pass is if so you want to play it, If you want to play it on Xbox, you can play it on Game Pass. It's not on PC on Game Pass. Uh, but okay. it is on Steam, too. So I think you can get it pretty much anywhere except for Switch right now. Good yeah. stuff. Well, Gabe, what are you playing, man? First and foremost, I've been playing Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I bring it up because it's one of the games I've been playing on xCloud, where you know I've just been chipping in 15, 20 minutes here or there, usually at work. As I'll just take my controller on a break and then just sit down and play 15 minutes worth of Hellblade. Like I said before, it is a brawler or a slasher puzzle game. 
and when I when I brought it home just the other day, I started it up on console. And with XCloud, I can cross save, so I was able to play it on the console from the same place I left off on my phone. And it's hard for me to understate right now how disappointed I am in XCloud. And really? how, yeah, those and are strong words and strong I mean, words I did not anticipate you saying. No, because here's the thing. The only games I've been playing on xCloud are games that I've only played on xCloud. I haven't played the same game on xCloud and the same game on console. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yep. Right. So when I... Which is a fair it's a fair way to do an assessment, so... Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just play it on console. Like, I'm, I'm really liking this game. I'm really liking the story. The visuals are great. The acting is great. The gameplay is okay. At least that's what I thought when I was playing on xCloud. When I came back... Are you specifically played... referring to Hellblade? Yes, Hellblade, yes. Can I just add something in that I recently heard that I find amazing? Yeah. Uh, is that the main actress, I guess her name is Sanoa. I haven't played the game, so that's just speculative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, what right. I've heard is she was just like a designer on the team. Uh, yeah, and she was, she was just filling in. And mm-hmm. she was doing such a good job that they're like, do you actually just want to do this? I find she that was a scab. fucking brilliant. She was, she was not a scab. They weren't striking. No, I think that, <laughs> that's, I thought that was how, well, somebody ended up getting a leap. Oh, no, that was the Life is Strange thing. Sorry, no, go on. <laughs> Don't besmirch her good name. Uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> nice lady person. Yeah, but I, she, I, I think that's just incredible. She won a BAFTA for her performance. I mean, she's great. And again, she was she was the video editor at Ninja yeah, Theory. Yeah. So, so cool. She had very little to do with the actual like development of the game. She was just kind of there like documenting what they were doing and then like working with their marketing team to put together trailers and stuff. It's nuts to me how good she is in this game cuz she's this game relies heavily on as an actress because you the camera doesn't move from her ever it's always either focused on her or she's always in the shot reacting to things and the subject matter is extremely heavy it's about a woman who goes to hell to rescue her husband but it's not the hell that she knows it's the hell of the invaders who killed her husband her gods have abandoned her and now she needs to answer to new gods of a new people that she doesn't really know and rescue her husband from their version of hell. So fucking intense. It's, Uh, I mean, it's fucking sweet. So (laughs) how you say you've been taking like 15 minute breaks at work and plugging in, how are you able to do something so intense and then go back to work and be like, I got this. The the first few times was really tough because again it, it's it's also a very scary game. It's sure. a game that one time I think I talked about it here one time. Uh-huh. I tried to play it at night just sitting in bed and I couldn't. I had to stop immediately because it was dark and yeah. these demons were coming at me and attacking me and I for sure. and <laughs> that sounds way too intense, man. <laughs> you play as a you play as a fairly small woman i mean she's a warrior so she knows how to fight but these guys are vikings you know (laughs) standing above you they're literal vikings coming to kill you and it's super scary and and you're dealing with like again 
gods. Norse gods you're trying to defeat. So it's it's super cool. Anyway, I come back. I'm playing on xCloud. I come back to my console. I decide to play on console. And the first thing I notice is, wow, I can see a lot better on a bigger screen. And the puzzles are a lot easier to solve when I can see everything. And there's no glare. And uh, my phone's not moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is better. The second thing I notice is the first combat encounter I get into when I'm playing on my Xbox at home was, oh shit, there are combos in this game. And the lag on xCloud was off so much that I wasn't ever hitting any combos. So (laughs) when I got home and I found out that there are combos in this game, I'm like, I've been playing this game wrong. That's why this has been so difficult for me. It's just not, <laughs> and not to say that it is super difficult, but it was like, you know, well, you're like fighting with one hand behind your back at that point. Yeah. Right. Right. So Senua's sacrifice or Senua's sacrifice Hellblade. It's such a great game. It's so much fun. I'm really loving it. And I really hate to say it, but I'm really kind of disappointed with what xCloud had to bring for that. So there was another game that I was playing on xCloud, which was Destiny 2, that just got added to the xCloud list. And I sort of so I imagine on, that's just a shit show then. Dude, yeah, it's, for sure. The was it the Washington Post? There was somebody who played that on Stadia. They played Destiny 2 on Stadia. Right. And they were commenting about the leg, and there's that kind of famous video at this point where he's tapping the space bar to jump, and it's like half a second later the character jumps. It's really bad. It is like on xCloud 2. And there were times when I was I was shooting. I'm re- and I'm really used to twin-stick first-person shooters, you know? And as I'm shooting, I'm readjusting to try to hit the target. And I just find myself just readjusting a little bit more. But my brain gets used to it because that's how brains work. And then... So, so then you, like, purposely start overcompensating or, or undercompensating your aim to account for the lag. That's right. fucked up. Right. And it's and my brain gets used to that at a certain point, right? And it gets used to what's going on. And then all of a sudden my character will swing all the way to the left. None of the taps to the left had registered until a certain point and then they all came in at once. So oh, then I So it I mean I was excited to play Destiny 2 because I didn't I haven't played it before and I thought, well it's free now, I might as well give it a try. I was ex- I got excited to play and I pumped myself up for it and I played it and it's just such a bad experience. I'm really bummed out about it because I really want this thing to work. Right. Man, I'm well, really like starting. At to least see XCloud's calling it, you know, a beta. You know, whereas right. Stadia's right. like, no, this is it. Give us money <laughs> and we're not gonna do shit. <laughs> like XCloud's doing it right, where they're like, but, hey, this is gonna, we're gonna be taking steps for this to be the future. You know, it, so you know what's I, an I interesting that. thing about the uh, about XCloud though, as just like apart from Google Stadia that I was just thinking about is like, you know, cause crossplay is like a huge thing. Everybody wants crossplay between every fucking platform and yada, yada, yada. But if say for the next generation, xCloud still is fairly drastically underperforming. Are they going to match me xCloud players with console based players? Because they'll just get the fuck shit beat out of them. So yeah. I have I have played some Halo Five crossplay with I mean with console players and XCloud players and it's rough. It's um, a slaughterhouse. 
well, it's it's not horrible, horrible, especially with I think that the Microsoft exclusive titles. I think they've been working on those for a little bit longer. So okay. I think Halo and Gears. When I played Gears, it felt great. So it's just these third party titles that. I mean, if they're gonna lean into it, like they got, they have to do a lot of work <laughs> to try to make these better. Well, maybe that's a good segue into the news and talking about Google. Yeah. So Google, actually, speaking of Stadia, they finally broke their silence for a long time. I think it was 40 days. We didn't have an announcement from Google. So that and and that for like. A major platform holder, or what they're claiming to be a major platform holder now, is a really long time. Unfortunately, the thing that they said was, it is up to the publishers to announce games. Right. Which, so, so the, it, I know I kind of upended the order of the news there, but what you were just saying really made me think of their announcement, where they're putting the responsibility and onus of title ownership and title performance on the publishers and developers of third-party games. Whereas Microsoft is owning their first-party shit, but if third-party shit is constantly underperforming because all these developers and publishers are going to have to optimize it for xCloud and, or Google Stadia in so many ways, are they going to even fucking do it? Right, which is... I think that's like the bigger gamble. I I think originally when we heard about this streaming with Stadia and with xCloud, we all thought, oh, that's not really going to work because there's lag and there's lack of internet and how much data are you going to be using right. and all of these different things and what are your internet speeds. Like, I think that was the big conversation at the beginning, but really now it is, how do you get third parties to buy in and do the work on such a new concept? Yep. This is a factor nobody considered six months ago. Yeah, it's really more of like a business decision and a technical problem that's facing the developers, whereas the the platform holders are going to do the best they can. But I mean, well, it's only so fast. (laughs) Microsoft, to be fair, Microsoft kind of sold their xCloud as almost like a plug and play utility and service, which clearly it's not. Or doesn't at least thus far appear to be for third party games. No, for third for third party game and well and like I, I think you're really right on that. Sorry, I doubted you for a second, but I misunderstood your statement. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They said that we'd be able to play any game, no matter what it is, on XCloud. And I think you could play those games, but I really don't think you're gonna enjoy them. I think five G is gonna change everything. It's gonna help make it more accessible to a a lot more folks and kind of looking at some older games and 4k resolution becoming more popular like the witcher whenever they did their 4k patch to update that entire game that was on the developer to do that you know cd project red did that and other games you know being designed now for 4k i think doing the streaming world is eventually the developers are going to create those patches and allow them to happen more smoothly. I, d- I think we're seeing how early we are in this technology, though. And that 
is obviously very good on Xbox to be in it and being transparent with their vision and what they're doing for the future of gaming. And I think that shows that, you know, Google's trying to do the right thing. And this launch has been a fucking nightmare. But I think it's so early on and we anticipated having immediate results because that's what we are. We want, oh, this is coming out. Cool. This is going to be great. But we're seeing those stepping stones and stumbling blocks on, A, the technology not being there, B, the developers not really designing games to be played in this way, and them figuring out how to do it. And I think probably in the next three to four years, that's when the reality will really come to fruition. We'll be so that, to- I was just going to ask you, and what, in your opinion, what, what time frame you think is realistic, because... Obviously, at this juncture, it seems like both Google Stadia and xCloud have somewhat jumped the shark on both bandwidth assumptions, other technological assumptions. Jumped the shark or innovated? Well, (laughs) I would say jumped the shark, especially in Stadia's case, right? Because clearly that ain't working out too well. And, And there's a lot of assumptions being made about the rollout of 5G, especially in our nation, that I personally don't think are going to come to fruition, especially in the time frames people want them to, because first off, you have to think about, I mean, obviously they're going to hit, or 5G roll is going to hit urban areas first, but there's a good portion of the country where 4G is still shit, and, and sure. 5G relies on 4G bands to help, to help boost 5G. One, two... There's like still whole sections of the country that have to don't even have actual the option for physical bandwidth to even you know deploy basic high speed Wi-Fi in their own houses. I don't know. I think it's I think this is going to be a lot slower and a lot more painful than people want it to be for myriad of reasons. I really think though it's going to be the third parties that are going to suffer a lot from this. And I think we've already seen it with PS4 Remote Play. That has been so difficult to get a handle on. And then just to see Xbox and Google like not learning from that is really disappointing. <laughs> and to say, like, PlayStation tried, and it, well, sorry, sure it what happens. You, what do you mean, though, exactly? Because you're saying third-party developers are going to suffer from this? The, the games are going to suffer. The games the are going to suffer from it. Right, okay. Sorry. Because Sorry, the third-party games are going to suffer because that is, again, those are the only things I've had problems with. Like the first, the Xbox first-party games have been fine, but that's also them working their ass off and being able to pay those people to do that. Whereas I don't think Microsoft or Google are going to be willing to shill out to these outside developers to just put their game on their platform. Well, they're going to have to provide a monetary value that makes it worth their while, which that right now that's hard to justify for everybody. Which is why right. you don't see more adoption. So I think yes. it's going to take time. All things take a little bit of time. And Gabe, there's a PS4 update regarding the Nintendo Switch and remote play, isn't there? There is. So PlayStation <laughs> recently put out a survey that said they were asking people where else they would like to play PlayStation games. That was one of the Long questions. Long ass survey, too long ass survey i didn't even finish it it took i was like a half hour in and halfway done oh jesus 
This so, is a long Apparently one of the top answers was Switch. People want to play their PlayStation games on Switch. I imagine would use the remote play. I don't think that PlayStation is going to start, you know, manufacturing cartridges <laughs> or no. putting their games on the Nintendo eShop. But I don't know. That's that's kind of an interesting thing. You guys are PlayStation owners. Would you be willing to play PlayStation games on another platform? Say if you had an Xbox in the house or you had a TV that had support for a DualShock 4, would you do it? Hell yes. Fuck yes. Without a doubt. How uh, would he actually go out and buy a Switch? Like, almost immediately if that became a thing. Because then, then that would literally double my usage for it. Yeah, absolutely. The problem is that remote play yep. is just fucking terrible. Yep. Uh, I've tried it multiple <laughs> times, and it is so bad. Now, if they were able to make it play like the game actually plays whenever you're using your console then i would totally be down playing it on a switch would be fucking sweet but remote play is just not there right now so that's the biggest hindrance i've had an okay experience with remote play i think it has to do a lot with the circumstances of your setup so whether or not at your house right if your ps4 is connected to your internet via wi-fi or via LAN cable that's a huge factor. Mine is connected via LAN, which really helps uh, with download and upload speeds. And then, obviously, if you're on a fast Wi-Fi connection or mobile connection, I mean, th- th- those are such huge factors for the remote play thing. But I think going back to what Gabe was talking about earlier, some game, some games and some games genres, the the lag definitely stands out far more than others. Yeah. I think that that's going to be still going to be the biggest barrier, just like we talked about. But it would be interesting and to see games like Horizon Zero Dawn coming out on PC now. That was just announced mm-hmm. uh, maybe a week ago. I don't think we talked about mm-hmm. it, but Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out on PC. To see that Sony is willing to do this, I think, really shows a lot about kind of who they've become. There was a lot of argument, you know, about the crossplay for. Things like Fortnite and what's that other game that had the crossplay? Oh, Modern uh, Warfare. Rocket League? Yes, Rocket League. Fortnite, Rocket League, and Modern Warfare are the big ones that come to mind right now. And there was a lot of controversy, and Sony just kept saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to do Minecraft, that. Minecraft, too, I think. Sorry. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I they, didn't realize Minecraft was cross-platform. No. No, Minecraft is not cross-platform on PS4 yet. Yes, no. Because it it's uh, cross-platform on Xbox and Switch, but not or NPC, but not PS4. So I, I think it shows some goodwill and shows that Sony's you know willing to play nice, even though they might not say it outright, even though they may release it in like these little tiny bits. I really think that this this is showing a lot of hope and potential for PlayStation in the future. Well, and to be honest, I don't think it's a bad business strategy at all. Because clearly, they've sold 100 million some odd PlayStation 4s. At this point, anybody who's wanted to buy Horizon Zero Dawn has done it. So you might as well just put it out there at this point and be like, fuck it, you want this game? Have this game. You don't have to buy our console anymore. We've already milked this cow. So now we're going to try to milk it again for just a little bit more, which is great. Right. Which then, if 
people buy it that don't have a PlayStation 4 enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn. That's what they're going to buy. comes out Big. with Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Very the good likelihood point. of them uh, picking that up is pretty likely. So good it's point. a it's a pretty good uh, business maneuver on their part. Yep. 100%. Yeah, I think so. Another interesting business maneuver being held by Sony right now is that they are not going to announce or even decide on the price of the PlayStation 5 until they hear a price for the Xbox Series X. This is kind of the first big move in the console wars in showing this direct competitiveness. Right. Recently, it's just been a lot of kind of, oh, this is what we've got, and this is what we've got, and we expect to see that. Consoles, especially nowadays, or every console is basically a PC, where we expect to see similar specs between both consoles, and there will be pros and cons to each of those things, but probably nothing too different. The price is what it's going to come down to, and I'm really nervous about this. I'm taking this from an RGN article by Chris Priestman. It was a third quarter's earning call where they announced that. They're going to look at the labor costs, they're going to look at the personnel cost, and then they're going to try to control those things. Once those things are controlled, then they're going to wait for Microsoft to release the price of the Xbox Series X. What do you guys... What do you you guys think about this? What do you think... One, what do you think the cost would be? And two, do you think that cost is going to be fair to consumers? I think it's going to be $499. And I think the Xbox Series X is going to be $599. And they'll drop how much Series X is. And then PlayStation will mic drop a $499 label. Um, that's what I am anticipating <laughs> happening. I like how throughout this article, it's really just so much corporate word salad yeah. of them not actually saying anything. But yeah, that's earning that calls. <laughs> yeah. Well, what sure. what they're saying, mm-hmm. what they're saying through the weeds is we're gonna undercut Microsoft. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they want that 1995 e3 moment where they just go up on stage they just say a price that's a hundred dollars less than their major competitor at least in console space and mic drop everybody's gonna love it (laughs) i 100 i 100% agree with shane i believe they're gonna wait and which sucks for microsoft because now sony's like put the ball in microsoft court and you know microsoft isn't gonna announce until e3 which is interesting because there's a lot of speculation on when we're going to find out anything more about the PlayStation 4, and it'd be weird if they did this giant reveal, which is constantly being rumored now to happen sometime between now and April, right, of the or of the PlayStation 5 without actually giving a price and then coming back two months later after E3 and being like, it's $100 less, or like sending out a tweet the second after Xbox reveals their price. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see where Xbox marks itself. Whether it's five ninety nine or six ninety nine, or uh, sorry, five ninety nine or four ninety nine, but I agree that they're gonna they're gonna go at least fifty dollars cheaper, if not hundred. If I think Xbox is able to do four ninety nine with that beast of a console that they are advertising, 
that is impressive. And I don't think PlayStation would do three ninety nine. I think it would be fifty bucks less. Well, Gabe, Gabe, what were you thinking? I I just think that like right now Microsoft is because Microsoft is really I feel like screwing themselves over because the Xbox One X is still five hundred dollars. It still costs four ninety nine. So to release to me it just it would be really shitty to release their next gen console at the same price as that's crazy yeah you're right their previous previous iteration they have had sales for instance you can get the jedi fallen order xbox one x for 350 right now but if you just walk into a store if you were just to walk into target and you just wanted to i don't want to say base Right. Yeah, the regular MSRP is still four ninety nine, which nuts. It, it's yeah, it right, and going into a next generation where now you're expecting, you are expecting people to pay six hundred, seven hundred dollars for this console that now after Microsoft. So, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Microsoft can charge six hundred because no. they're already so far behind Sony's right. past generation that they can't afford. To go out and pull a PlayStation Three and have the highest priced console no. at launch, and then no. and then at the same time, like I know Shane, you're just mentioning the, the the power of the Xbox, but there's been a lot of recent reports that have come out that have shown, or at least insinuated that the PlayStation Five, from a technical perspective, is going to be faster in every single regard except for one. So. If the PlayStation 5 is also just this juice machine behemoth and they undercut the next Xbox, what the fuck is Microsoft going to do? Yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised if Sony came in, if Microsoft came in and said $600 or $599, which I I think really cheapens the Xbox One X. Um, If they come in and say that, if they come in and say... 599 and sony comes back and says 499 like that's what are you doing microsoft and like (laughs) the biggest thing too is they've already said that the games that are coming out at least at launch for the first year for the xbox series x are going to be able to be played on xbox one any xbox one that you own so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to be releasing this console at the same time as sony's console and trying to match the price. Like, right. when you've got four iterations of something that'll play all the same games, why... You're especially 100% right about the fact that the current Xbox One X's price point is just fucking ridiculous. Relative to the fact that they're literally going to drop their next console in 10 months' time. Yeah. Or less. It... That's insane. I never thought about that, and... That's really insane. That's almost an insult to anybody who would go out and buy one right now. Right, because I would I would totally understand. Because PS4 Pro MSRP is at three ninety nine. Is that correct? The Pro, I believe, is three ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, and of course there are sales and stuff where you might be able right, to find it right. for uh, three fifty or whatever. But a, a one hundred dollar jump up for a next generation console, especially at five hundred dollars, which is a pretty good price for a brand new console. I think that's a good price. I think I really, I really think Sony's just gonna—they're gonna come in at four ninety nine, they're gonna kill it, and Xbox is gonna be 
they're going to be really relying on those subscription services, which are are great, but it it's not going to get people buying consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So I just checked out uh, how much you could buy a PlayStation 4 Pro at Target right now. Three forty nine. You can buy a bundle with Modern Warfare for three ninety nine. Looking at Target for an Xbox One X with one terabyte. It is also three forty nine um, okay. at Target. And is you that could just get standard a, MSRP though, not on sale or anything? Not, not on sale, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so that's okay. the standard well, price. Wrong. And then you can get a gear. That boy correcting us right here. I like it. Uh, also for three forty nine. Uh, so you could get gears included in that. Well, good. Same price. And that is so. that is all the gears games included with that, which is a really good deal. So okay, so that makes me feel a little bit better than about saying five hundred dollars for each of them. You too. I wouldn't be surprised if Sony undercuts because. Well, they're going to. Yes. They've they showed their hand that they clearly intend to. Yeah, and that PS4 or that PS3 error was something that they can never live down. For that sure. was such a disaster, and really lost them that generation. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna. Even though they ended up winning. Price match. I mean, right? They did sell more consoles. <laughs> and Microsoft had a whole slurry of problems that generation, but still somehow maintained an attach rate. Right. I don't know. Regardless, it's going to be really interesting come June when we start figuring out all these prices, because that's when everybody's true colors are going to be showing. I hope that it's cheap. Otherwise, you know, Stadia might stand a chance. <laughs> the other interesting thing about this, move on to the next news piece. It yeah, yeah. Very much. It very much sounds like right now Sony is living rent free in Phil Spencer's head. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, <laughs> nobody said a thing. Everybody yeah. was quiet, and Phil Spencer said, "Sony and Nintendo are not Microsoft's biggest competitors. The biggest competitors are Google and Amazon." Which we're just coming all full. Full circle with all these stories. I'm assuming that he's talking about the streaming services that Google has announced and I'm sure Amazon has planned for games. I don't know if I agree with him. The big thing that I do agree with is that Sony is kind of in a league of its own when it comes to software right now. So I could see it where he's just trying to avoid them at all costs simply because they have the better games. And and he's he's trying to lean into something else. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's 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 interesting because it's almost a little bit of deflection and not taking totally. ownership that you were the kid on the block that just took your whoopings for seven straight years, not only by Sony, but by Nintendo now as well. So, yeah, it was kind of weird from that aspect. And then he talks he talks about the future to which, as we were just talking about earlier, I think it's way more murkier personally then I think a lot of people are assuming things are going to be in the next three, four years. And it is interesting, though, because it brings up the whole relationship and deal that Sony cut with Microsoft, right, from a few months back. Yep. And got into a board chat room discussion on some message board on Facebook about this, and it's like, 
nobody really knows the true scope and length of this deal other than the, the people who are involved with it at Microsoft. And the deal itself was, I quoted it, the, the only public record on the deal itself is to, uh, is to, quote, explore joint development of future cloud solutions in Azure to support their respective game and content streaming services. And then it also went on to say, they're also going to explore areas of semiconductors and AI. And apparently, Sony has the hardware that Microsoft needs to up its whole cloud services suite via Sony's, oh. Sony's semiconductors. So it really is seems like it's like a true partnership. But for how long and what is it all going to involve? And my theory personally is that they're just working solely to create a beneficial cloud services platforms that they both can leverage and say, hey, look, third-party developers, all your shit's going to work here and work here smoothly. This is where you need to be with us. And right. try to stave off fucking Microsoft as long as possible, or, or not Microsoft, Amazon mm-hmm. and AWS yeah. as long as fucking possible and create as hostile of an environment as possible for them to try to enter that marketplace. Because I honest to God think if Microsoft tries to get tough with Sony, I I wouldn't be surprised at all, especially given how Google has abandoned shit in the past, that Google, Google immediately would try to broker a deal with Sony or, or Amazon would to leverage both that brand and everything else to just fuck Microsoft over. I do. It's interesting. I think certainly that Microsoft's biggest competitors are Amazon and Google. But Microsoft, of course, being the giant company that it is and the business solutions that it provides for probably, I mean, just about every company in the world, I think that Amazon and Google are certainly encroaching on that, especially Amazon with its servers. Well, Amazon's market share of cloud service solutions completely dwarfs that of Microsoft and Google combined. Like, it's almost a monopoly. It's that massive. Right, but Microsoft still has a larger a larger portfolio to pull from and to pour into that. Microsoft does have, I mean, it's one of the wealthiest companies in the world. It does have the power if it wanted to, and I think it's trying to with Sony, to try to really push back Amazon Google. Just like you're saying, I think that maybe Phil, what Phil was saying was taken maybe more out of context, right? I don't think that Xbox's main competitors are Amazon and Google, or at least he's saying that to appease his bosses at Microsoft who are trying to kill Amazon and Google. Right. It's just an interesting statement. And it it, uh, it came just right on the heels of what Sony said, right? Which I yep. thought was just, I thought it was pretty evident that it was reactionary and a little defensive. Which yeah. Oh, yeah. Is is, is <laughs> has, which hasn't really been like a Phil Spencer thing before, so I was kind of shocked a little bit to see that. So the way this reads to me is that he was asked a very uh, provocative question and then they took his answer and completely out of context and and put it into this. That's how I read it. I, you know, I could 
definitely be wrong on that, but it just doesn't fit Phil Spencer's personality to come out and start talking like this, especially it like is, it's very weird. Wise yeah, too. It's so weird. It, like it, it doesn't make any sense. So I completely agree. I think he might be under some pressure just from the, you know, the last seven years not going well. And this is going to be his first console lot console launch as the boss of Xbox. I mean, the first next generation console launch, right? Well, so who I think was he, the guy who was the guy when the Xbox one launched? Oh, it was him too. Cause he, Spencer was on the there. Microsoft stage for that D three. Yep. Was he not yep. the man main, main man in charge? No, he was not. Uh, Oh, it was the guy that's at Google now. No, this guy, like, left for Canada. He ran away. (laughs) Um, Maple syrup and french fries and gravy, I guess. Yeah, he he just, like, retired immediately. (laughs) Don Matrick? Don Don Matrick, yes, yes. He's a guy who just, he's a weird guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as the Xbox One launched, he left Microsoft, and I think he he had a vision and he executed on it. And Phil Spencer was the head of Xbox Game Studios, I think, at the time. That's what. And so he was there trying to trying to save everything and trying to be the person to to tell gamers, "Hey, this is okay. This will still play games. It's not just gonna." Be cable. Guy. <laughs> he he was really in a rock and a hard place, and I mean he's turned the company around quite a bit, but I don't think it's gonna be enough to beat Sony. And this cloud gaming is not working out as well as I thought it would. And well, to be fair and to be objective, it's about the games at the end of the day and the games that you provide. Yeah. And Xbox Game Pass is is really good. Sony has a. a Obvious, uh, you know, they have a competitive service offering, but it's not as good as Game Pass. Not, you know, it's just not, period. End of story. We, we don't really know. We know at least some picture, have some idea of what sequels and games are going to be coming out for the PlayStation 5. But at, almost everything but like Halo, right, is a total wild card for Microsoft. But they bought up all those studios. And if those studios can turn out games that people want to play, I mean that's the that and and then leverage those games with their service offerings. You never know. I mean it's about the games at the end of the day. It is about the games. And speaking of studios, this week Sony announced it was closing a first-party PlayStation studio. Uh, Gabe, you want to take us away on this one? Yeah, so Sony announces that it's closing the studio Manchester VR. So this is their first party studio in the UK, and it's working on. It was working on unannounced PlayStation VR games. This is interesting to me because Sony has this generation put a lot of effort into making VR a thing, especially VR on console, where nobody else has. You know, Xbox or... I guess Switch did it a little bit with the... Um, Labo? With the cardboard. <laughs> yeah, with the Labo. Oh, Very low. With the recycled products <laughs> VR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just they just wanted to help out VR some, case. you know, recycling companies. <laughs> take some, you know, stock off their hands. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm curious 
Aaron, you have a PSVR. What do you? How do you feel about them closing down this, assumingly major VR studio? Well, to be honest, I haven't read this article, so I can't speak on it a whole lot. I mean, Sony's put out a lot of great PlayStation VR exclusive games as it is. I'm curious to know what this studio was working on, why those projects were fledgling, at least to a point where Sony decided to shutter it. And I'm just kind of curious to know if it will, if, you know, the members of, of that studio, or at least the promising titles that they were working on will just be folded under another dev studio, which often happens. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, because that, that's really the most likely outcome of all of this is they just weren't being efficient enough or whatever the case was. And Sony decided Absolutely. to tell them, sorry, you had your chance. And then now they're just going to take whatever work they started and finish it up elsewhere. Who knows? And and it's, it's kind of an in- exciting, interesting time because you're coming into the PS5. And when's the next PlayStation VR going to come out? It, I mean, there's... There's now weird substantial rumors, which I hope aren't true, as I got a bet going with a buddy, that the PlayStation VR 2 might actually be announced alongside the big PlayStation 5 announcement when it finally comes out. No way, dude. Yeah, they're, they're, no. they're underground rumors. I don't want to believe them. I don't think they are necessarily true, but there are rumblings. So <laughs> I'm just acknowledging said rumblings. I think those said rumblings are wishful thinking. Right. Uh, they're they probably not originated on 4chan somewhere. Who knows? Most likely, <laughs> yeah. I would be very shocked if that happened because, you know, you're going to have a big boost whenever you announce everything about the PS5. Right. Uh, and you're going to have a big boost whenever you announce VR 2.0. Like, right. why would you... Blow all your cards in one basket, right? Exactly. It just doesn't make sense from an advertising standpoint. So I, 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 I don't, I don't disagree. Buy it, the thing about uh, you know, the Manchester VR is that they were formed in 2015 and never released a game, and they had the rug pulled out from under them. Well, it's, now if they haven't released a game since 2015, I think that's okay to close them. I, honestly, would I? Would you say that it's? Yeah, they're they're done. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but like, how close were they? You know that that that's the that's the question. Is yeah, and I guess one will probably never know. But you know, when they were formed in 2015, you would think at least something would have come out from the studio. And the fact that right. there's nothing is interesting, right? I'm you know, it's it takes a long time to make games, you know, especially good games. But if you're close, you're not. They're not gonna. Can you? <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't, like I said, I haven't read much about it, so I don't know how large the studio was or anything else. But I don't know. It, uh, I, I'm curious to go down the message boards and Reddit at some point here in the next week or so to read about it and see if I can find any interesting information. Because, yeah, I'm just kind of curious myself as to what they were working on and why it didn't fucking work. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things not working, a Rockstar co-founder left Rockstar. Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar right now. He was the head writer on Red Dead Redemption 2 and Bully. Interesting thing. Rockstar, I mean, had a pretty great hit with Red Dead Redemption 2. It didn't sell as much as they, they thought it would, but it's still 
sold a ton. <laughs> so, sold one of the top selling games of that year. So it's weird to see that he is leaving. They didn't. Uh, he hasn't made an announcement as of yet as to where he's going or what he's going to be doing. But he's taken off, maybe to retirement. Yeah, know. and you know, good for him. If it, it, whether a he just decides, you know what, I need a new challenge. I've made Rockstar a thing. Obviously, it's made hype, made him hyper hyper tons of money. You know, so if he wants to pursue a new challenge, good for him. If he wants to sail off in the sunset, good for him. God fucking knows if I had accrued the net worth that he has uh, through the hard work and success that he has had with his company, I would have I would have taken the retirement train a long time ago. Oh yeah. So, Good for him. I, you know, I feel like he's going to write a movie. And I don't know why I feel this, but, you know, I like Noir he, he, the What was that? Elliot Noir 2, the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> him being so integral to writing all of the GTAs and it's Red Dead's yeah. Bully, his stories were great, really excellent. Wrong. And the actors he worked with on Red Dead 2, and then, you know, he took that sabbatical right after Red Dead and came back and was like trying to get back in it. And it just seems like his heart wasn't there. And I, to me, it seems like he needs a new challenge and what next challenge is there. You work with a bunch of legit actors and actresses, write a fucking movie now. And or even produce one. I mean, he's got yeah, the money to fucking do it himself now. He has the money for sure. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route it went, but who knows? Maybe I, he just wants to sit in a mansion and smoke weed all day. Who knows? <laughs> I honestly thought the first that was the first thing I thought was he's going to go off with Hideo Kojima and they're going to make oh. a weird Western horror movie. Jesus. <laughs> you. Oh, God. It'll be a really fucked up movie, especially true. since like one hundred and fifty million dollars can buy a shitload of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the level of paranoia in that movie will be profound <laughs> dude that sounds epic and i want to see that happen now <laughs> now he's leaving his studio or he's leaving rockstar we haven't got another person leaving this is broke right before the show rod ferguson the head of the coalition one of microsoft studios the studio that has produced gears for the last 15 years he is leaving the coalition and he we know where he's going he's going to blizzard to oversee diablo interesting which is a very interesting departure <laughs> considering those two games are not alike at all yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i think it's weird to see him leaving especially after gears 5 where they they really changed things up they made it kind of a whole new game they introduced some new mechanics and some great new characters and now he's just gonna leave. <laughs> but you know what though? I think it, it uh, probably this is probably a case like we we're kind of talking about before we started recording. Sometimes you know when you've been doing a certain thing and working on one task or one project or a similar project for a, a long time at your job, you become complacent and you just need a new challenge. Yep. Yep. Well, it sounds like both these guys got their hands full. I'm really excited to see where both of them come up against i think the movie idea i really want that to happen for yeah uh, no yeah, that's a really it. interesting take shane and you're not i don't think you're wrong i mean that that could be something you would pursue 
Well, with that, Shane, why don't you take us into our mostly normal question? All right, so our mostly normal question of the week. If you had to fill a one-minute commercial spot on the Super Bowl with anything but an ad, what would you show? Gabe, what do you got? What What are you going to show? What would I show? A whole minute? I, yeah, a whole minute. Like you got everybody's attention for the length of a really weirdly patriotic but also kind of sad Budweiser commercial. <laughs> I would fill it with a slow panoramic of a shipbuilding yard. I like your style. I don't know. I don't necessarily know why. I just think that building boats is interesting, like especially really big boats. And I think that people would see it and they'd be like, what does this have to do with anything? And then it would immediately cut out. There'd be nothing to it. It would just, it starts. And there's no real music or anything. It's just a slow panning shot of live action happening at a shipbuilding yard. And then it ends. And everybody goes, what did that have to do with anything? Was the sound off? Was there nothing happening? <laughs> Was there the supposed sound to be a commercial? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gonna, that's all it's going to be. And everybody's going to be really like confused that. about it, but they're going to talk about it for years. Yeah. It will become the most notorious Super Bowl it'll, commercial ever. It'll be the, the, the best, yeah. craziest Super Bowl commercial since the Apple ni- 1984 commercial or whatever that one was. Yep. I know exactly I know exactly what I would do. When you got there. I would make the first 15 sec or first 10 seconds as if it was like some teaser trailer for some movie like that people are thinking might be coming out, but nobody's sure. So I'd like tease into that as if that was that movie. And then I'd Rick roll everybody for the remaining 50 seconds, just for the absurdity of it all. (laughs) Uh, You two have very different commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I'm okay with that. So I, uh, my commercial, I would make it and it would be an ad because it would have to be an ad for me. Uh, cause really everything is an ad. It would be to make uh, election day, a national holiday. And it would just show people doing things on election day and getting ready to vote. Look and at you being virtuistic. You're I like so, it. I like you're it. so like honest it. and civil, and you're you're just being the perfect citizen right now, Shane. Yes, <laughs> election work, day does need to be a national holiday, though. You're not wrong about that at all. I, I know. <laughs> I worked for ten years in politics. It's uh, as uh, we get closer to election day and thinking about all the people that aren't going to vote, it just enrages me. And if we could make it easier for people to participate in voting i think that would be it would our government work more for the people than for you know private entities so but that's not either here nor there guys thank you so much for listening to us today this has been the mostly normal gamers podcast episode number three that's three Uh, i had a grant hill growing up and he was number 33.
and I love that jersey. So 33 is a pretty good number. Um, but, you know, if you enjoyed <laughs> our weekly podcast, it would mean a whole lot to us if you'd give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you would subscribe to us through. If you aren't a subscriber yet, come on, seriously, subscribe to us. Uh, and definitely give us a review, too. If you want to email at us, you can email us at mngamerspodcast at gmail.com. Definitely follow us on Twitter as well. That is MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Also, let us know your take on our mostly normal question and what you would do with that one minute spot. Uh, definitely am interested to see what everybody has to say about that. Uh, you can find me at Sim. What's up? Oops, sorry, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the what's up. Gabe, where are you at? You can find me at Gabe Fall, pretty much anywhere. Just Gabe Fall. Yeah, yeah. Aaron. Well, currently, you can't find me on Twitter. Um, You're banned again. Uh, I'm not banned. I'm not banned. Twitter used the nuclear option. Apparently, they have a similar policy to the MLB. Three strikes and you're fucking out of there, bro. What? So I am going to propose something to both our Twitter audience and my fellow podcasters. I will be rejoining Twitter. However, I will allow the people to vote on my username. Yay! So, that's what will happen. I will come uh, back. I have your with, new name already. With a much more mild fury, potentially. So, as far <laughs> as Twitter is concerned, to be determined. Your new name is at don't ban me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also thought, like, um, the artist formerly known as Woods the Mav, or... <laughs> What's the Mavs burner? <laughs> nice. Awesome. So well, send everybody... those in. Send those in. Let's take a poll. We, we need to see that. So, well, because Aaron won't be able to see them, send them to our Twitter or email them. Either of those will work. And thank we'll God's hands chat about them next week. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate it. Join us next week where we are going to be discussing the effects of Brexit will have on the modern gaucho. So uh, I hope you are all fucking ready for that. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. Single minute slot to fill in. <laughs> AJ, cut off everything I just said. You want to fill some slots. That's all I heard. What? Why can't I read this? What? <laughs> no, I, I wrote it badly. All right. Take three.